0: All right, so we are live and kicking the MOC Fitness, aka MOC Mindset, coming at you. So today we're going to go ahead and implement the first episode of my MOC mindset motivational podcast. So what I want to go ahead and do is, in this particular podcast, I'm going to give you uh, give you an overview as far as like what we're going to try to accomplish in each segment, and then we will touch a little bit as far as motivation goes on how to schedule your life. <laughs> so. I, I was told the other day that my little laugh is uh quite amusing uh aka like it doesn't sound like it should come from me if you've ever actually seen me as a individual like see me in person apparently I'm, I'm too big of an individual to have a little <laughs> laugh like that interesting so uh quick update on the day-to-day so the reps for Tagen, we are moving along still uh it's a slow steady race so to speak um bright side though tagan has found a donor Uh, so we ran all the tests and there's three particular donors that the hospital tagged as tagans so that means nobody else will be able to use them and with those three donors all of them have gone back and done their testing one of which has come back a 100 percent match now i don't know about you but i got super excited so excited that i pretty much ate candy all weekend and i'm paying for it right now so tegan's doing great he's got a smile on his face all the time uh the medication's causing his face and his feet to swell up a lot so he kind of has this funny little look about him, apparently. I still see him as the same tag. And uh, had said that he looks a little bit like a little gremlin or something like that, or I can't remember. Looks funny. Uh, (laughs) But uh, the medication's also causing his uh, uh, facial hair to start to darken a little bit. So he's getting a little bit of a mustache, which is quite interesting seeing that he is only 10. So, uh, and then it's also causing his mood to s- kind of swing pretty quickly, but, uh, I would say that he is doing an amazing job at being able to maintain, uh, decency and, uh, and being polite. Um, so yeah, kudos to him because I don't know if many of you listening to this would be able to maintain the politeness that he has maintained throughout the entirety of what he is doing. It's quite impressive. So, that being said, moving on into our MOC Fitness uh, Motivational Podcast Series. So, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and start to transition into assisting uh, you in finding ways to get uh, motivated. And motivation comes in many different platforms. So motivation can come in just flat out being a go-getter, just going and doing it, get after it. And then it could also be organizational skills, getting everything organized, scheduled, making sure that you're on top of it. And then it could just be emotionally being in check and not allowing things to truly affect you. So we're going to be touching on those three AKA tripod of your motivation and life skills uh, through this particular podcast series. Now, the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk about how life is a team sport. Too often, I hear throughout the industry of fitness or sometimes even motivation that life is not a team sport and you have to do it. It's you. You against the world and that's just not the case and we're going to touch a little bit on how and why that is not the case And then also I have a nice little segue called take the shot already now This is uh, Figurative speech across the board whether it's on the playing field uh, Whether it's on the the battlefield uh, in general, but you have your dream and in your future Basically at risk and your job is to try to take the shot And we're going to talk about kind of what that means and what that looks like and how it's going to constantly evolve based off of your particular life And then we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, fortune-telling and that one I will leave that up to your imagination uh, Because of the fact that it's just too good and I can't I can't go into details on that one And then also talking about what is your story? How do you know it's your story? And who do you tell it to? So we're going to talk a little bit about all of those things, uh, all in this Champion Mindset podcast, focusing on motivation. So we have done some talks on nutrition here and there. Last podcast, I did uh, a little bit more of a breakdown in regards to what keto is and also what um, eating plant-based is because of the fact that I was super inspired by watching the Game Changers uh, movie on Netflix, which was insane, and I really recommend you do it. I personally have really made a drastic change in my nutrition uh, because of the fact that it struck a nerve with me. Whereas a lot of folks really have that, that, that heart string is struck by the moral values of eating meat, for me it was more of the scientific breakdown. They literally knocked out all of my objections that I had when it comes to eating a plant-based nutrition uh, profile. And I, I really have no choice outside of just saying, I like to eat bacon so that being said it made it so I had to take a really hard look at myself when I was actually presented with the information necessary to make a good educated decision to make healthier lifestyle changes and guess what I'm actually making those changes so I would actually go on a limb and say that I'm probably about 75 80 percent plant-based and and then about roughly 20% uh, meat which Today, I'm more more towards the 90% plant-based. Um, I still haven't eaten dinner yet, so if I eat dinner and I have some meat in it, there's a, there's a 10%. Otherwise, I've pretty much really done an amazing job sticking plant-based. Like I've kept a dairy to almond milk, uh, or I've substituted with almond milk. Um, I actually went to Chipotle today and had um, the, the vegetarian uh, burrito bowl, which surprisingly is really freaking good. And I made sure there's no cheese and no sour cream, so everything was vegetable-based only. Quite amazing. So, why am I talking about eating plant-based when I already did in the last podcast? Because of the fact that it segues into motivation. And you only do things when you feel that impetus to jump into it. And that impetus is typically pulled out of you by your surrounding environment and when your surrounding environment is not conducive to helping you truly take steps forward and progressing your life and really kind of leveling up so to speak and just getting after it getting the life that you deserve well you are kind of just going backwards or you're just spinning your wheels you are now becoming a cog in the the machine of life And our goal is to try to make it so that you are self-thinking and you're self-moving and your surrounding environment does not play an effect on your motivation towards the progress of you. We want to make sure you're championing your life. Now, how do you do that? First, we go ahead and look at the concept of life is a team sport. Once again, I I touched on it a little bit at the very beginning about how a lot of motivational speakers, uh, especially coaches, uh, really intense coaches, even, even in team sports, surprisingly, it happens a lot. And um, I can honestly say that as a, as a former football coach, I was victim of, of saying this over and over again. Even though it's a team sport, the person next to you is not going to help you make that decision. You can't help what that person does. You do your job. Right? How often have you heard this? Or the that guy just because he said something that you didn't like doesn't mean that he affects your overall bottom line. And we're actually so far from the truth that it's just painstakingly obvious that no, it does affect. things go there's scientific research showing that if you say negative things to water it actually retains negative energy so why are we no different especially since how we're made up of roughly 70% water 70% water that actually has emotions that affects our daily day so my question is is why do we think that life is not a team sport we always want to talk about the haters and we never actually take a chance to take that moment to look inside the mirror and realize that we have allowed these quote unquote haters to be in our life. Now, I recently made my tra- my transition to stop focusing on what the naysayers say. And what's really difficult is the the biggest naysayers and they won't even necessarily be naysayers but they'll be limitation sayers so to speak they more than likely are your best friends or your family they put a limit as far as what it is you can or cannot do and that's not necessarily the best thing they may be supportive but they're supportive to a certain extent Say, for example, if I decided to take my my fitness app that I have and take it from the price range that I have and bump it up and increase that price range almost 150%, which, to be honest with you, I don't charge that much. It still wouldn't be that dramatic of an increase, but it would still be charging more nonetheless. Do you know how many people will come back and say, do do you really want to charge that? A perfect example of this Is actually uh, an individual that I know and I'm very close with and they decided that they were going to go ahead and take their massage practice and they were gonna go ahead and start charging what they're actually worth this individual is charging like 40 $45 per session for a fully on licensed massage Of which that individual would travel to you. So not only are they taking the inconvenience of you having to go somewhere out of the picture. They're coming to you. And they were charging ridiculously low. So they decided to actually start charging what they're worth. So they bumped up their price to roughly $75 to $90 per session. Because of the fact that you have to equate in time travel you have to equate in the education that that individual had to go through and pay to attain this particular license and also the actual work put in i'm sorry ninety dollars is still a steal so for that individual to bump that up kudos to them hats off to you if i needed a massage you better believe i'd be right on it because of the fact that you are convenient you come to me You're like the Amazon of massage minus the cheapness because you deserve to get paid. And what was amazing was that individual's family member, not some customer, not some outlying individual, but their family member decided that that was just too much and that they should strongly reconsider how much they charge. Now, once again, haters come in all shapes, size, and forms. And they're not always necessarily just haters in general of you, but they may not like a specific aspect of what you offer or what you do. They could be your husband, your wife. They could be your kids. These are individuals that just for some reason have pinpointed a specific thing that you're doing or intend to do, and they don't like it. And they put a limitation on it. They don't hate saying that you're never going to accomplish it. They just hate saying there's a certain limit to what we think you can accomplish. Now, here's the problem with focusing strictly on that aspect of individuals in your environment that you allow. You now are only living up to the capability of what they have set for you. The standards are now what they have set for you. You are there to prove them wrong. So now, instead of having an uncapped potential, you have a ceiling on what you are capable of accomplishing. Because you are strictly focused on proving them wrong. And proving that that is what you are worth. Let that sink in. You have allowed them to have all the power in your dreams and your capabilities your potential the power is in their hands because you are not focused on what you should be doing to get your business your life and your goals ahead now this happens in everything from business to life to relationships something as simple as just catching a ball I mean I will tell you a story about myself In high school, I was a fairly gifted athlete. I was pretty good at what I did. And I decided I was going to go ahead and try out football. I was already a pretty well-decorated track athlete through middle school and decided my last year of middle school I was going to go ahead and try out football. Well, it's new to me. It's not like running around the streets and catching a ball from your brother. You have pads on. You're going to get hit. You're not used to the manner in which that quarterback throws you the ball. Which, typically in 8th grade, it's not that great. Some kids have actually gotten really, really good. So I guess that's not the case. But, back then, not so much. So, I dropped two or three passes. And I remember this because it's left that deep of an impression on me. I dropped two or three passes. And I was instantly coined as the guy that cannot catch. From that point on... I was stuck on defense. One of the fastest kids on the team, stuck on defense. The, the coined phrase every time the ball came my way in practice or in the game, just knock it down, Dre. Don't try to catch it. Just knock it down. Well, Now, fast forward to me being an adult. I decided, what the hell? We're going to go ahead and play some flag football. And the catches that I made in flag football, were downright ridiculous. And I remember one of my buddies looking at me saying, "Dude, what the hell happened to you? You used to not be able to catch." And the common denominator in that particular change in my abilities, something as simple as catching a ball, was my belief in my environment. I believed I can catch. I knew Without a doubt, every bone in my body knew that I can catch like nobody's business. The team I was on had no clue about my past of being able to drop just about anything that came my way because of my mental fortitude towards dropping the ball versus catching it. Everybody on that team only knew me as somebody that can catch. So my environment that I chose to be in and my personal take on me allowed me to do things that otherwise I wasn't able to do. The power of suggestion, the power of your mind, the power of the environment that you surround yourself in, it's quite amazing. So you wanna try to take that step back if you're struggling and try to find out where is that struggle coming from? Where am I allowing this particular negativity to come in play? And if it's with a family member that it, you can either a address it or b only allow that negativity in your life to a certain extent if at all which is the case even with friends you don't have to have these individuals in your life you get to choose it's really uh, an amazing feeling so when we when we talk about motivation and Not just your changing of abilities to be able to catch a ball or charge more for your services, but what about fitness? What about your health and well-being? Too often when I worked in the fitness industry, I would always hear the, uh, well, I can't do that. And now what I'm hearing a lot of is because of the fact that this particular industry has grown to being something that's just astronomical. I mean, they are a gigantic cog in the system uh, of which they are attempting to not be a part of the system. Um, Yes, I'm talking about CrossFit. I have to be careful with how much I say that particular term because I don't want to get charged for every time I say it. (laughs) Now, as much of an amazing system, in theory, as this is, because it creates an environment, it creates uh, a community, or at least it should, if it's done the way that it was particularly created to do, it creates this environment and community that is nothing but positive and forward thinking. So regardless of who you are, you're going to have somebody clapping and cheering for you and believing that you can do what was perceived as impossible prior to ever stepping into that environment. Now, this is what I do. This is what I've done since before CrossFit. Since before it made it big. And the really tough thing is, is I used to get really frustrated. Or I used to get angry when people would be like, Oh, I, I just can't do CrossFit. And my response always was with a little bit more attitude, Well, CrossFit didn't reinvent the wheel. I've been doing this for some time. People have been weightlifting Forever. Well now I realize that CrossFit's actually done something amazing. They have brought more awareness to fitness in general. And more awareness to what people think they can and can't do. So what it has done is allowed for the door to open on a populace that otherwise would never have considered fitness. Because they, you really can't go many places without hearing CrossFit or somebody that's done it or whatever. Me personally, I, I'm not necessarily the type that's going to go around talking to everybody about it. I used to be, and then I got really tired of talking about CrossFit because not only did I just do it, but I also own a gym, so people would always ask questions. But fitness is fitness. You can do circuit training, body weight, or with dumbbells, or with barbells, with anything. You could do circuit training, high-intensity training. That's not CrossFit. But we have to find a way to be able to take those objections out of your mind. We have to be able to change them from objections to objectives. So in comes the OKRs, objectives and key results. Now, this is, is in my eyes, a very foundational piece of creating a goal, whether it be your life goal, business goal, career, whatever, fitness. Everything is measurable with objectives and key results. And you have to look at how does this particular objective affect me? Am I truly emotionally tied to this? Is it something that I absolutely need in my life? How am I going to feel when or if, or I should change that around, if or when (laughs) I accomplish this key objective? So you come up with the objective based off your emotional attachment to it. And then you decide, how are you going to feel if that is partic- that particular objective is completed? So say, for example, I would love to get myself back to roughly 195 to 200 pounds. I've actually lost weight, so I have to gain some weight. Yes, that is the case some places and with some people. So I have to gain a little bit of weight, and I want to increase my strength, To get it to where I was when I felt my best. But I also want to increase my athleticism again. Because in doing uh, the fitness regimen that I was on. I lost a lot of athleticism but gained power. So those are my objectives. How am I going to feel if or when I accomplish those? I'm going to feel great. I'm going to feel rested. I'll have energy. My knees and my hips won't hurt. I'm going to be able to do things I otherwise wouldn't have normally been able to do. These are key results. Now, when you're putting together your objectives, it's best to make sure that it is something that you are emotionally attached to. However, we don't want to be emotionally bonded to it. Attachment is something that can be broken. Attachments like a safety pin, or say it's like trying to close a barn door with a cheetah. It's attached, but we could break it. Now bonded or welded, whatever you wanna call it, we don't want emotional welding or emotional bonding to these objectives. Because what happens if we go through the goal mapping process and we find out that this particular objective is not realistic? It's attainability is not necessarily the most realistic thing for your body or for you and you emotionally. Well, then what now? Do we start lying to ourselves to make sure that we can create this objective that and make it so it's attainable? No. We go ahead and set it to the side, and then we brainstorm other particular objectives that closely run hand-in-hand hand with that one that unfortunately doesn't work now the reason why we want to have an emotional attachment to it is because if there's an emotional attachment to it that I mean that's going to help you stay more accountable that's going to keep you in check the one thing that we used to do when we worked at 24-hour fitness is we used to get our clients or our prospective clients to say it themselves that's the secret oh my goodness, that's the, the, the corporate fitness secret or that's the sales secret, to get you to say it yourself, to get you to say yes as many times as possible. Because if you're saying yes and if you're saying exactly what it is that you need to accomplish, there's more ownership in it. So what you need to do is you need to sit down and sell yourself on motivation. Once again, I'm not talking just fitness here. I'm not talking life coaching. Well, kind of am. I'm talking about motivation in any particular avenue in your life that you're struggling with. Finding a way to systematically organize it so you could champion the shit out of it. We were meant for so much more than what we are accomplishing right now. Did you know that we are literally a 1 in 400 trillion chance of being born? 1 in 400 trillion. Holy crap. Like, that's insane. Yet, we're going to sit here and put a limitation on what we can do. I mean let's go back and think about that one in 400 trillion you are more likely to win the lottery two to three times than to get born again so if you think that you're going to get another shot at everything that you're doing now well maybe your odds are better than the one in 400 trillion because last I checked With that kind of odds or those kinds of odds, we're not meant just to work a nine to five and struggle financially. Never to see the world, never to form meaningful relationships. Think only of ourselves and curb your dreams. That's not one in 400 trillion. What we need to start doing is we need to stop shooting. Stop shooting on yourself. I love that saying my wife says it to me her mom says it to her stop shooting on yourself and if you're like oh that kind of sounds like stop shooting on yourself it's because it should you're literally shitting on your dreams when you should on yourself when you say oh I should have done that oh I could have done that but you didn't so now we look at the environment in which you made that decision We establish our objectives and our key results. And then we start to capitalize on the fact that we are a 1 in 400 trillion chance of being here. You are absolutely unique in everything that you are and do. People may have similarities, but there are so many different variables that make you unique. You're not genetically bound by any means to live a specific way. You just have to find a way to break free from the way that you were nurtured to live and start living in a way that you know you're supposed to live. I mean, imagine, it's like reading a book. Imagine picking up that book and the cover is just downright immaculate, it's gorgeous. It's got so much beauty. It's got this eclectic spirit of uh, just surrounding the cover and the binding. And it's just like grabbing it. It's almost as if it's imparting some form of wisdom upon you just by holding the book. But then you open it up. And on that first page, it's blank. Why is that first page blank? I'll tell you why. Because the environment in which this book was produced, it was produced in an environment that only appeased to people that cared about the surface, not cared what's inside the book. No one cares what's inside my pages. No one cares when they actually open up this book. They only want to see the cover that's what this book thought so that is a perfect way to end this particular podcast because next we're gonna talk about how to take your shot and what is your story why is it your story and how to get it out there I can promise you more people than you know care about what you have to say what you've experienced because guess what once again A 1 in 400 trillion chance of being born that means 1 in 400 trillion views of how this world works and how you are experiencing life so take a step back evaluate how you're doing things are you happy do you have something you want to accomplish establish that objective How is it going to feel when it is accomplished? That's your key results. And then listen next week to the podcast so we can start figuring out what your story is and how we're going to accomplish getting it out there. Champion the shit out of your lives. Take a step forward. Make sure you make somebody smile this week. If you're on social media, be the reason somebody smiles and laughs. Have a great week.